everyone, and welcome to I Hope I Can Make It Through, a Degrassi viewing podcast. I'm your veteran, Donnie. I'm your deleted scene neophyte, Frank. And today we're going to be doing a mini episode in which we're going to be checking out season one deleted scenes. Yeah. <laughs> it was interesting going back. It's really interesting seeing how small these kids are, how small the cast is, and, uh... <laughs> Having to confront the fact that, you know what, after four seasons, a lot of these kids have gotten a lot better at acting. <laughs> Not to be too mean. <laughs> no, I, I think that's just a fact. We're, we're just, in the words of that one Outcast song, I'm just being honest. Like, there's no way around it. There's no way. Um, there are quite a few deleted scenes. We will talk about whether or not they are valuable or not from this season, um, but... I, let's just hop to it. Yeah. Like, let's go. Um, so, we're going to go through, in terms of content warnings, I don't quite know where we're going to end up going with this. Obviously, season one does have some content warnings in general. Um, there may be some mentionings of certain things, but just check the description or um, whatever Frank kind of puts together to see any specifics relating to this. Um because we're heading so, like, into the blue, I'm just going to say, as I'm editing this, I'm going to put the content warnings in the description. So, at this point, check down there. If none of this makes you uncomfortable, welcome back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, let's take a look at the first episode, which is Mother and Child Reunion Part 1 and 2. Um, there are a couple deleted scenes from this one, which are interesting, with the first one being the boot camp with internet access. <laughs> Emma is being such a brat. I mean, yes. Um, I was also very intrigued by these deleted scenes because, um, it didn't really, I didn't really look into, like, why they were deleted or anything, and I don't know with some of them if you would even find an answer, but it was also, like, some of them, the sound quality, this one, the sound quality was so bad. Hey, should we mic spike? Nah. nah. that's cool. <laughs> like, it made me wonder if maybe they were just deleted because they were like, oh, this sound sucks, whatever, I don't care. Um, it was, like, a lot of that type of stuff. Like, a lot of time I was, like, leaning in. So if I, like, miss certain details, it's literally because, like, I had my volume put up really fucking high for this, and I could not, it did not help. But, um, so this one's just kind of bratty Emma. Emma's on her computer, as we know from this episode, she's talking to an internet friend who cares a lot about the environment, whom we eventually find out is a predator. But at the time, she's just obsessively sending messages to him. And as she's doing that, Spike is kind of cleaning up around her. Um, and as Spike is kind of being like, hey, Emma, like, fucking help me, Emma is just like, like, you know, like whatever. And Spike's like, you're on the computer way too much. And she goes, well, you spend all those times on those reunion sites. <laughs> What's not a thing? <laughs> One, that's not a thing. <laughs> Two, like, Spike lives in the town she went to school. All she has to do is walk down the street and see quite a few people. <laughs> not everybody, but, like, she could probably figure out some things. Yeah. But, um, they, like, fight about it. Um... And, like, at one point, like, Emma's like, it's boot camp, and Spike's like, it's boot camp with internet access. <laughs> Which was kind of a funny quip. Um, and then, finally, Spike leaves the room and says that Emma has friends over, and Emma 
is like still obsessively typing, finally pulls away from the computer, goes toward the door frame, and kind of stares at her computer for a really long time before she makes her way toward the hallway. Which... I think this is honestly cut because it's just like, this is going to be our main character and she is very unlikable in this scene. I think it's a mix of that. I also feel like it's one of those things where um, I kind of get what they were trying to do in the sense that they were trying to show how obsessed Emma was with emailing this person. But at the same time, it just, like you said, like it kind of just made her come off a little too bratty this early in the game. It kind of made her come off like a little too unlikable and it was just kind of out of place i did like the last bit where she sends the message she goes toward the door and just kind of stays in the door yeah i think that was really good i think that would have been valuable i think if they had just cut this down to her just being like you have friends over like and i'm being all right and then her at the door and then leaving it would have been that would have been enough i agree i agree um ready to move on to the next one yeah. All right. So the next one is called Jordan's email. This one is Emma and Manny having boxes and holding them and bringing them into the school. Um, and she Emma is talking about how she got an email from Jordan. Um, and it's about the petition that he was able to get a sizable amount of signatures on. Um, and he credits her for helping and the way that she kind of recalls the email she like closes her eyes and is like quoting it verbatim basically um which you know is kind of classic i have a crush type stuff um and manny is just like wow he's so committed it's such a shame he lives like so far away a lot of things are a shame about this manny (laughs) right well manny doesn't know leave her alone She's a baby. Oh, God, yeah, they are such babies. Oh, my God, they're so small. And Manny has, like, her voice has changed so much. Yeah. Like, I feel like she just sounds so, like, baby in, in the first season. And now now she sounds like, you know, says she sounds not quite like that. But, like, she's so small. They're all so small. <laughs> um, Emma has not shot up to, like being 5'10 or so. Right, exactly. Like, her, she's still kind of, like, you know, not quite, like, filled out at all yet. Just kind of beanpole yeah. going on. Um, the next one is How Did They Turn Out, which is kind of useless for you, Frank. I, mean, <laughs> I was just watching. I was like, I'm sure all this matters to someone. <laughs> My thing was I've only watched the original Degrassi, like, once, so I didn't remember everybody's names. Um, the one thing that I really appreciated was that they revealed that Dwight, who um, is diagnosed with HIV, in Degrassi, um, which was a very memorable episode for me when I first watched it. I was very impressed um, by how they were, like, tackling that topic back then. Um, but it was really nice to see that he was, like, alive and well. And, like, you know, he's, he is being, he's, like, has the right treatment and he's doing well. And that was a really sweet little thing to have because especially at the time that Degrassi was coming out, like... You know, that was not a guarantee when it came to being diagnosed with HIV that you would end up having a treatment plan that worked. So it was really valuable to kind of see that character live in his life. Um, What I found really funny about it was a lot of the 
people. One, I thought the cinematography of this was hysterical. Like, you couldn't really tell if they were acting. It kind of felt like. It felt like they were just, like, had a camera, like, a handheld, like, pointed in their face. And they were just kind of like, yeah, um, like, the sound quality sounds like it's just, like, a handheld camera. Like, it was just, like, this really niche thing. And then, like, we were watching it. And I was thinking, like, Jazz and I were watching it together. And, um, like, we couldn't figure out how this was supposed to fit in the episode. <laughs> like, it, it it had to have just been done as a bonus thing at that point. Because, like, I can't figure out how that, like, would they have been, like, buff, like, almost like, um, almost like buffers for the commercials? Like, would they be just, like, put in between scenes? It was very, and the scenes were incredibly long. Like, the little interviews were really, really long between the characters. So, here's my thing. Yeah. Degrassi High, or, like, I guess the last Degrassi before... Current Degrassi, yeah, was from 1989 to 1991. Yeah, so that's like what 13 years. Yeah, and I'm just like, who is like who is this for? Because <laughs> like at this point, everybody's grown up who watched this show. Well, no, I think that that I'm I'm that's fine. I I don't actually have an issue with the fact that they did the scenes because I think that. Degrassi, like, especially because, like, remember the viewing, the way that they do with viewings and things like that. Yeah. There are a lot of people watching it that are adults and presumably watch the show in its, you know, when it aired originally. So, I'm not, like, I feel like it's a good way, it's probably a good way for them to cover their bases and kind of, like, send off a lot of the characters, you know what I mean? Like, kind of just be like, okay, like, let's, let's bookend this so that people don't have to ask us questions later. Um, so I'm not opposed to that. What I was opposed to was the fact that, like, every, literally everybody had a, like, a, make, was making media, they either had a website or they did something with the internet. Like, literally <laughs> all of them had that. I, I now realize this is kind of like the young adult parent's job issue. Where everybody's a doctor, a teacher, or, like, a lawyer or something. Yeah, yeah. But, like, it was just, like, everybody was, like, oh, I have, like, oh, Caitlin has a show, but I have a show, too. Or, like, I have a website you can look at, like, my photography. I was in a commercial. Right? And it's, like, it's, like, it, it, I mean, to be fair, like, you know, now in, like, 2019, it'd be, like, oh, I have a podcast. <laughs> So we should make clothes of ourselves and put them in. So I, was, I have a podcast about Degrassi. Weird. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, but like also, there's a woman who I could not remember the character name. Um, was like she's pregnant in it, and she rubs her 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 pregnant belly, which is fine. And she and then she says something like, "Practice makes perfect." After <laughs> saying that she has like two kids and one on the way, and I was just like. You were gonna get filmed for your for your high school reunion and be like, I'm gonna confirm with you that my husband and I know how to fuck. <laughs> oh, if you can hear the extra laughter in the background, um, friend of the show, Jazz is in the room as well. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> it does. Um, the helper kids on the office have videotape proof that they were not planned. Because <laughs> there's a scene at um, 
the volleyball episode where like Pam gets hurt, she goes to the doctor, and then it's just like a huge surprise that like Pam is pregnant. And then the other one is just like also like, hey, guess what? Pregnant again. You know what happens? <laughs> I'm just like, I I don't have anything like I don't I'm not trying to like you know um, disparage anybody or anything like that, but I'm just kind of like uh, my dudes. <laughs> right. <laughs> like you're going to have to like set some altered responsibility talk when you speak to your children. Right. It's just a very. Yeah, no, it was just, it was real peculiar. Like, just imagine if like, those kids probably went to Degrassi and they stumbled upon that video. Just like, practice makes perfect. Like, oh, uh, mom, what the hell? Mom, what the fuck? <laughs> it was weird. Oh, and then, like, there's, like, <laughs> there's also these long shots in it, which was also very real. Like, there was this moment where, like, you couldn't quite tell, at least I couldn't quite tell, like, where, where fact and fiction went. Because there was also, like, these shots of the long tables and it's like Perrier bottles and like the punch and things like that and then it like goes to somebody and it's like oh you're filming me oh hello this is what I've been up to <laughs> um somebody's an internet copyright lawyer which once again now we have the combination of the young adult occupations plus everything with the internet um Let's see. Oh, oh, um, my other favorite thing was, I can't remember her name. I do remember her character. Her name escapes me right now. Um, I love how she was like, yeah, I'm a freelance writer and I work at a funeral home. (laughs) Which, like, look, it is like that sometimes. That's true. But... It was just, like, the, the Degrassi writers were like, oh, fuck, um, we t- committed to doing this, and now we gotta come up with what they're doing. Uh... <laughs> well, <laughs> that was the thing, like, I always kept saying that if I ever got big, like, became a big young adult novelist or whatever, I would constantly, like, video chat my my fans, and I'd have, like, fake spoilers written in the background, and, like, every character would just become a, like, night manager at the, um, Carl's Jr. <laughs> So just like one person, just like yeah, we're working at the Carl's Jr. <laughs> like it's just like they were just like, hmm, what can we have? Okay, freelance writer, that's real. That's that's a real thing. Um, what should we have the other occupation be? Uh, mortician. It's <laughs> not a bad job. You no, do. no, it's not a bad job at all. Like Lord knows, you know, it's needed, but it's just very few applicants. Highly skilled job. Yeah, you know, you're always gonna have work. It's grim but true. My my father always said, "Get into a business where there's always going to be a need for it." That's why I went to go work for the electric company. Yeah, yeah, it's true. But um, oh, Joey's video is like way too real. Like, <laughs> it's like it's, it's definitely somebody trying very very hard to like be clear that he is not the fuck up he was in high school. It's just like like ah uh, yeah, my daughter Angie, she's like five, going on like twenty five, like. It's like, it's like, I'm trying to be really clear here that I am not just hot off the heels of the fact that my wife died. <laughs> please, let me be. Please do not mention the following things at the reunion. Yeah, yeah, please. Like, he's just like, he's like, comes in, he's like, should just wear like a yellow vest like a dog that just is nervous. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's not wholly relevant to you, Frank, and honestly, I did not remember a lot of names, and I also felt like there were some characters that just weren't in it that I remember from the original, which is fine, and 
Um, it just is what it is. Um, but yeah, so it was, it, it was just kind of one of those really awkward things where I think they may have done it, not even necessarily to have it in the episode, but to have it, just like to have it. Um, but it was a very peculiar thing to watch. And like I said, like the, the, the blurring between fact and fiction really messed me up on that one. Um, the next one is, we'll move on to family politics. Family politics only has one, um, which is called Spinner, You're Pathetic. <laughs> um, and it's Emma and Manny leaving school and Spinner going like, do you have a quarter for magic trick? And then he takes the quarter and starts walking off. <laughs> Oh, shitty bully spinner, I missed you. <laughs> it's so funny. He's like, he's so harmless. Like, I love these types of scenes because they just reiterate how fucking harmless he is as a bully. And, like, this was why they couldn't keep him as a bully. Yeah, this is why we needed Jay. Right. Like, they were like, we actually had to make an asshole because this is not working. <laughs> Spoiler for the next episode. I actually kind of liked because he was mean to somebody. <laughs> yes, we'll get to it. No, but th- this is bullying like this yeah. is him trying to pick on somebody who is smaller than him and it doesn't work because manny and emma are nothing if not defiant to him it's really funny because like emma is just like you're pathetic you're stealing from seventh grade girls which is like really good um and he just like mocks her and starts walking and they're just like they take the moral high ground on it uh. also he just takes a fucking quarter right <laughs> <laughs> this kid is not aiming high at all on this one. I mean, like, I'm one of my favorite. I, I saw that magic trick on a vest of a helmet, but um, Job turned it into a game of Monopoly and then just took the 20. Yeah. <laughs> right. And George Michaels was like, you, you still have the 20, I need that back. <laughs> um, next is Eye of the Beholder. Which is an interesting episode that we always debate whether or not is actually struck from the record of Degrassi. Um, the first deleted scene from this one is called Spinner Decorates, Terry Crushes. I really like these ellipses in between the name for the Spinner deleted scenes. There's a really good ellipses coming up, and I, you will know when I read it to you because it's my favorite. But, um... This scene I actually quite liked. I wouldn't have been opposed to it being in the episode. Basically what happens is Spinner um, is kind of whining about decorating and then trying to aggressively ask Terry for her advice about what he should do for decoration. Um, And Paige then tries to intervene because Paige is also vying for Spinner's affection during this episode um, and tries to be like, "Uh, why would you ask Terry? Go ask Ashley. Go ask Ashley. Ashley, (laughs) Ashley. And Ashley's like, oh no, let Terry pick it. Because Ashley is obviously really gunning hard for this relationship with Terry and Spinner to flourish. Um, And I really like just like the shifting of everything. And something Jazz and I noticed was like how much we love how Paige once again, this speaks to her actress, how, like, great she is and, like, as, like, a background character, just, like, the faces that she pulls and everything. Very pouty. Yeah, she's just super fucking pouty. It's really good. Um, and, like, Spinner's like, oh, so what should I do with these balloons? And Terry's just like, oh, why don't you attach them to the basketball hoop? <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah. Um, and Ashley kind of, like, walks over and pulls Terry aside and notes about how her crush meter is off the charts and, like... We had to rewatch it a couple times because, like, Crush Meter did not, like, register to me as something. <laughs> Ashley just pulls out a Dragon Ball Scouter. Oh, God. <laughs> it's what? over 9,000. It's <laughs> just, like, I did like that she was into it. I like that Paige was aggressively against it and Terry was kind of in the middle and Spinner was clearly vying for Terry's affection. I kind of liked it. Um, 
I still wish Spinner and Terry was a thing that materialized, but... At least for the first season. Yeah, for the first season it would have been lovely. Because it just kind of goes nowhere, and then it's just like, oh, pages into Jimmy. The thing that bothers me about this whole entire thing is, like, how into Terry Spinner was. Like, that's the thing that bugs me about it. Like, it was clearly a mutual feeling between the two. Like, you couldn't even argue that it was one-sided, or the chemistry wasn't really there, because I think it was. Yeah. It's just, uh, uh, you know, something that never, that we will never see. Yeah, it's just, like, it felt, so, I don't, like, I know a lot of my friends do it, but just, like, when people are overly, like, pet namey with each other, I'm just kind of like, I'm not really feeling it, and that's what Paige and Spinner do, and, like, Terry and Spinner just seem to be just kind of all natural. Yeah. 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 I agree. Um, next one is Online Officer. This one's pretty simple because a lot of it has, um, beats that did make the cut of the episode, which is, like, Toby's looking at the URL list because JT has, like, free porn websites he got from his cousin that he wants to look at with Toby. God damn it. Which we have discussed (laughs) in detail. This is wacky. Um, and JT is just like, yeah, they're free, how cool, and Toby knows that his house is empty. And then as they establish that JT asks about the online officer app that is on his computer, and Toby's like, oh yeah, no problem, we can turn it off, and Quan comes in and tells them to pay attention. And, like, this scene made me very nostalgic, because I feel like it really (laughs) spoke to what it was like in the early days of the internet, and how, like, at least at that point before smartphones, that was something that parents could humor themselves about. Yeah. Like, they could humor themselves and say, oh, yeah, I can turn on, like, a, a thing, like, channel blockers and shit like that. Like, I can contain my kid's media intake. The, the funny thing, <laughs> those didn't work for fanfiction websites. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> and it's just like, parents, you don't know how far my nerdiness goes. I finished this show, but I want to learn more. I'm going on fanfiction.com. Right, like... The worst of them. <laughs> I still d- did not believe you when you said fanfiction.com the first time around. It was a goddamn wasteland. <laughs> I'm sure. It oh. sounds like it, it was. It still exists. God. It does? <laughs> yeah. People still upload to it. Okay, wait, are you... Fanfiction.net or fanfiction.com? Oh, fanfiction.net. Was fanfiction.com something different? Yeah, yes. apparently it was before our time. What? <laughs> yes. And there was also bolt.com. <laughs> Which had a lot of people's profiles had very pornographic, like, journal entries. If you got Frank is from, like, an, an older entity of the internet. <laughs> well, like, the thing was, I had to make the most of I didn't have the internet at home, so I had to make the most of my time, like, the Friday nights I stayed at my pop-up's house. Yeah, makes sense. So. But, yeah, no, it was just, like, a very throwbacky type of thing to hear, like, <laughs> as a viewer. My favorite thing was that Susie... And I were allowed to make our own profiles. I set my, like, you know, um, I said, like, I have adult, or, like, the highest, like, amount of freedom. Nice. So I set her to her age, and she couldn't even get on, like, HotWheels.com. <laughs> <laughs> and she was, she, 14, only... she was 14, and, like, apparently HotWheels.com was too hot for, like, TV. <laughs> Well, it's probably because of the word hot, actually. It probably is it. Oh, it's just a catch-all. No hot mail. Literally, all she can be on is the Yahooligans. <laughs> My favorite thing was, I think this is the point where I came up with the jokes. We were filling out, like, an online, like, Mad Lib. 
And there was this, like, name a friend. And it's like, I have no friends. And then, like, name another friend. I told you, I have no friends. So it's like, you and... I told you, I have no friends. We're walking down the street. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... But, yeah. It was just, like, a little little moment. Um, not a necessary thing. They hit all the beats that they wanted to with this scene already. That were already kind of mentioned in the scene. So it was, uh, not needed, but... It was just, like, me going, oh, right, I remember those days. Um, next is Parents' Day, which the first scene from this one that's deleted is called Lois Lane. Um, and This is some bullshit. It's, yes, I have a lot of opinions. Um, so Spike and Emma approach Radich, and Radich says that she is, like, Lois Lane for writing the article that she wrote um, about the... Um, this is when they were using the video clips from a separate news source and airing them in the school. Mm -hmm. um, and then eventually it's revealed to get funding for the computers. Um, and and it's really funny because, like, Emma, like, doesn't know who Lois Lane is. And he's just like, oh, yeah, I'm dating myself. And I'm standing, I'm, like, standing there. I'm like, no? It, I'm sure it was just, like, the writers were like, girls don't read comic books. But, like... Even then, like, the cartoons were so popular during that. Oh, yeah. Superman the Animated Series. Like, what? It was really weird. But then, because Jazz and I were debating that, and then eventually I was like, I could buy that Emma doesn't know shit about comic book characters. I just, I, I mean, I guess, I don't know. Like, just, like, not even in passing. Yeah, I know. No, it's really weird. It's very weird. I'm not defending it. And now that we've mentioned those listeners, at some point I will hawk the fact that I the YouTube um, video I'm going to make about the greatest Superman story ever, um, the death of Clark Kent, or the late Mr. Kent, the my favorite Superman animated series episode. Very nice. Um, but yeah, so they kind of like have this really awkward exchange. Um, Emma is trying to see, like, oh, if you like that I wrote it, that means you agree with it, right? Which, like, I kind of get where she's coming from it with that one. <laughs> like, there's a way to talk about it in a way that's more ambiguous if you want to, like, compliment the fact that a kid is vocalizing their concern while still having to stay neutral on the topic. He flubs it. Um, and then, like, Emma and Spike walk away, and, like, Sean is right there, and Emma is super fucking flustered, and Spike teases her about it, <laughs> which was cute. <laughs> Just like, oh, denim jackets, I see. Yeah, right? Like, <laughs> not a needed scene. Really awkward at the beginning on Radge's part, but the ending part is pretty cute. I honestly, I like it coming from the, like, disagreement coming from Tracker rather than Radich. Yeah. Like, it makes might way more sense. It does. It does. When you put it that way, it does give more context. Um, next one is Ashley's angry. So Ashley's stomping from the school away from Terry. And, like, that's it. Um, <laughs> it's really weird. It doesn't quite make sense. Um, it, it doesn't quite make sense for various reasons. I assume this is in response to Terry getting the agent card, right? Because remember, Ashley and Paige are fighting for Toby's mom's attention because she's an agent. I think so. <laughs> like, I think so. It just doesn't make very much sense for the B-plot. Like, like, would that be the last scene? Is it just Ashley having a hissy fit and Terry being like, 
oh, 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 I'm gonna get paid. Right? It was like, it's very <laughs> peculiar. Um, the, my, my, the thing is, like, it's fun, while, while watching this, I'm just going back through the wiki, and I'm just like, wow, I forgot about a lot of these early plot lines. Oh, yeah. I completely forgot about the whole modeling thing. Yup. Yup. But, um, Proud of You, Toby Isaacs is the next one. And I actually really like this one. Yeah. Uh, this one I, I kind of wish was in the episode. So it's Toby leaving school with his dad. Um, and his dad is apologizing for how he behaved while interacting with Toby's mom. And I really appreciated that. I appreciate that he was like, look, like, I was out of line. And he, like, he was, like, very adamant about, like, how he, like, has to do better with that. And he can't put Toby through that. And I like that. I like... I feel like it's a good example that Degrassi has had before in the past where it's, like, showing how adults are fallible. So I appreciated it for doing that. Um, and then he, the dad proceeds to say that he's super proud of Toby, but, like, you know, make sure you don't grow up too fast, basically. Yeah. As they approach the car with Ashley sulking in it. <laughs> it was cute. I, I would have been happy with it staying in it. <laughs> I just want, like, Ashley to pre-goth transfer a form in this scene. Right. Like, when she gets sadder, like, more mascara appears around her eyes. <laughs> that would have been good. But, like, yeah, no, it was cute. I liked it. Um, Kind of makes me wish we see Toby's dad more, but... Yeah, or any parents at this point. Right, yeah. I did, rem- I did notice that even when I was a kid, I was like, what's kind of... I feel like this might be a very hot take... I don't know. I feel like Degrassi is at its best when it operates with a community cast as opposed to just the students. I think that later seasons of Degrassi lose a piece of the charm because, like, you never see adults. Yeah, and, well, we, we see fucking um, Joey. Yeah. And I'm, I'm done with Joey. Like, I just had enough Joey plots to have me a lifetime. Right. Like, but... I feel like the, um, garo- the losing the dealership... And then him and Craig working together, we just call that fixed and we move on. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I don't disagree with that. I feel like, um, I feel like, um, I don't know, like, family, whether, you know, whether a character likes their family or doesn't like their family is a presence, especially when you're in a teenager and you usually are, you know, unless there are certain circumstances, you're living with a family structure. So, like... It's a big chunk of your life, and it's going to impact how you interact with things and interact with the world and deal with situations. And I just wish that um, later Degrassi in particular, like, actually had, like, a lot of the heart-to-hearts that season one has. I feel like Ashley and her mom, even in one of the deleted scenes in here, it's like a heart-to-heart happens in here that you're just not going to see in later Degrassi. And you're not going to see in a lot of young adult media. I mean, I would have liked to see Hazel's parents. <laughs> right? <laughs> that fucking epic love story that was them. Right? Like, that's the kind of shit I want to see. Hey, we escaped a war. <laughs> right! No, I agree. It's such bullshit. Not interesting enough. <laughs> right. Rossi writers. God damn it. Like, we can only get so... We can only get so, um... We can only get so interesting. Gay dad is, is as interesting as it can get. Apparently. <laughs> so, next one is the mating game. Um, and the title of this deleted scene is Eighth Month Anniversary Gift. 
Um, and this one... I love it so much because it's so awkward and teenager. I kind of really like this scene. Um, I'm, I'm not being sarcastic. I really no, I like it. Um, Jimmy's like shoving a gift in a in a bag, and he approaches Ashley, and he suggests that like you know, yeah, well, did you know that we should really be not observing our eighth month anniversary, or, but our fifty six month anniversary because it's in dog years? And Ashley's like looking super upset. And then he's like, well, I was thinking we could celebrate with, like, a fucking Boy Scout jamboree. I don't know. And he's, like, trying to get her attention, basically. And she's just, like, despondent. Nothing's going on. Um, And then he's finally like, well, let me give you this gift. And if we... Okay, sorry. Because I know, like, she. this is probably when she's thinking about sleeping with him for the first time. So, like, I think in his brain it's just like, all right. Everything's cool. I'm just going to give her this gift. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be everything be cool. And meanwhile, in her head, it's just... And I also love how he presents it. He's like, you know, uh, and if you remember in the episode, Ashley like gets really pissed off about this gift. But um, in in the we see the moment where she gets it. And, and Jimmy explains that like, yeah, so uh, I looked up on the internet that your eighth month anniversary is represented by clay. So I decided to take it upon myself to um, create this um, and give you my heart. And, like, gives her this red piece of clay. And he's like, I know it kind of looks like a bean or something along those lines. Yeah, and, like, they hug over it. Yeah, and actually I do have the uh, correct sound effect for... Yeah, that's actually right, and it's true. <laughs> that's, it's from the uh, Team Four Star bridge of Dragon Ball Trunks eternally screaming. <laughs> Fuck. That one's for you, Jazz. <laughs> Appreciate it, Frank. <laughs> um, I remember the night we looked up the Dragon Ball Z characters dressed up as Sailor Scouts. Ah, ah. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh man, I've forgotten about that. I love how much you have hung out because of this podcast. It's so good. Wish we could do it more. Well, you're here now. I am here now. Yay. So next is Basketball Diaries. Basketball Diaries has a lot of deleted scenes in this one, which is interesting. Um, So the first one is called Missing Lunch to Study. And Jimmy is in the hall and Spinner asks where he's going. And Jimmy's just like, yeah, I gotta study. Um, And... Like, then Spinner's like, aww, and then Ashley and Terry leave the bathroom, which he's, like, right in front of, and then he literally, like, hooks his arms around them, around their, like, across their shoulders, and is like, hey, you guys going to the cafeteria? Because that's how needy he is, apparently. That was old Spinner. I remember when you and Jimmy were friends. Right. Though I don't, I don't miss the docile Jimmy. I much prefer the snart, like, snotty, like, snipey Jimmy that we have now. Yeah, it's, well, no. I feel like the thing with the, I don't even think it's docile in season one. I think that, because remember, Basketball Diaries is when he fucking steals Spinner's Ritalin. It just was, like, a lot of, like, really, like, shitty handling of a black character and, like, them not, them failing, like, basically failing to recognize that he's a protagonist. Like, I feel like that's a lot of what it is. Yeah, I, I, th- I definitely used the wrong word. No, um, no, it's okay. 
But, like, no, just, like, I like him now that he's snarky. Me, too. I much prefer Jimmy in the present. Constantly making fun of Spinner. (laughs) Yeah. Because he deserves it. Um, And so the next scene is, where is Mr. Basketball? Um, And this scene opens up in a way that's really mean because this is the episode that Ashley is, like, She's doing the morning announcement, the announcements, and, like, Liberty wants to do them, and Ashley does not want to, like, give an inch. So, they, like, all, like, all the girls are shit-talking Liberty, um, and Spinner enters, and Paige makes a really snide remark about how, like, Liberty is, like, stealing a lot of, like, Ashley's identity, basically, and will steal Jimmy next. So here's the thing. I like that's super weird on yes. page. Yes. Really glad they cut this. But wasn't the reason Ashley was doing the morning announcement was because she was president? Yeah. I like I've seen in the early episodes of season four that Liberty's still doing them, but my God, I would love to see Alex do the morning announcements. Hey. <laughs> She's, like, chewing gum. I'm not chewing gum right now, but please imagine that I'm chewing gum. It's just like, hey, so, um, there's some, uh, what are they called? Uh, tryouts <laughs> for, uh, one X. So, go if you want. Okay. <laughs> like, that's just it. It's like, Degrassi lost. Woo! <laughs> Let's see what else we got here. To Earl Grey. She's like, just like crinkling the papers really loudly. She's just like, kind of like doing one of these where she's just like, <laughs> like you just hear it on air. And you see, even Marco's like in the background going, can, can you just, can you just be nicer, Alex, please? Let's see what else we got. Some other dumb bullshit. No, you can't curse for the last time. <laughs> And just, like, the last shot is Radich pulling her out of the chair. (laughs) And then, like, a few seconds, and you just hear nonstop cursing. Yeah, and and Marco just going, you just hear Marco just, like, goes in front of the camera, just kind of cringes, like, turning off. (laughs) Just, like, he just grabs Liberty and shoves her back into front. Right. Just like, please. Um, anyway, um... Spinner reveals that Jimmy's at the resource room, and Ashley says that, like, uh, like Ashley's like, you know, Spinner, you should be more supportive. Um, and then he's like, you should be more supportive. You should do write his essays. <laughs> and all the girls, like, yell at him at the same time. <laughs> Not needed. Yeah, and I, I kind of... Uh... <laughs> all right, next up we got Jimmy's library hoop dreams. <laughs> Just naming all the um, all the teen books about basketball. I love this scene. Because <laughs> it's literally just Jimmy trying to read and just staring at a book and getting fucking bored and then grabbing pieces of paper, doing com- like commentary while he tries to shoot. <laughs> you don't actually see him miss, but there's great sound effect work on this one <laughs> where you know that it missed the garbage can both times. And I loved it. It was so fucking funny to me. Yeah. He just looks so sad, too, every single time he misses it. Once again, I can see why this was cut, though, because this would have been, like, flow-destroying. Exactly. 
Um, next is It's a Big Deal to Me. <laughs> this one's really funny to me. Absolutely love Sean. <laughs> me too. Jimmy's like in the cafeteria and Sean's like, hey, like, oh yeah, those tryouts, yeah, they don't matter. Like, this is just middle school ba- basketball. It doesn't fucking matter. And this killed me because like I run after school activities. I run, in theory, I run athletics. Our school is big enough that we have a separate person for athletics. Um, and I was joking about running it and how little, like, I care when parents, like, are like, oh, this means so much to my kid. Please put them on the team. And I'm like, it's middle school tennis. <laughs> my parents came, my sister and mom came to exactly one of my cross-country meets. They saw me once and then not for another hour. And I was like, you guys don't have to come again. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. But, like, it's, like, so many, you, like. You can stay home. I'll be, I'll still be last no matter what. <laughs> oof. But, like, so many kids, like, take that type of shit so seriously, and then it's like, this really doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. (laughs) I'm once again reminded of um, that scene from Superbad, where they're playing, like, gym soccer, and, like, the kid's like, come on, man, you can at least try. And Michael Sarah's like, it's it's soccer, who cares? (laughs) Right, like, it, it really is that. But, um... But, woo, woo, congratulations, women's soccer team. Yeah, I could not go to my office today because it is on the parade route. So, that was exciting. Um, but it is exciting in all seriousness. Congrats. Yeah, way to score four times as many goals as the men did all year. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. But, um, yeah. Pay him the same, for fuck's sake. Pay him more. Pay him more. <laughs> Jazz knows what's up. Hell yeah! Um, anyway. So, tie pay to goals. <laughs> so, uh, Megan Rapin now? Maybe. Okay. So, the captain of that team can just live in a mansion made of gold. Distribute the wealth. Fuck that. Okay, fine. <laughs> anyway, you can tell that I really don't care about sports. Neither does Sean. And Jimmy just kind of looks at Sean and goes, It's a big deal. To me. <laughs> and like the middle of the cafeteria. To nobody. <laughs> um, a musical number happens, I feel nothing. <laughs> yes, classic. Um, next deleted scene, the last one from this episode is it's only dot 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 watching. Um, which is Liberty reading her announcement script um to jt toby and emma and you know she reads it to them and she does it really well and they she like you know is like oh was it okay and they're all like super enthused about it and ashley approaches her and is like oh break a leg remember that you're going to be performing live everybody's going to be watching they're all going to laugh at you they're all going to laugh at you <laughs> she's just trying to like really get into her head and liberty is just like staring in the distance and is like oh no God, Liberty deserves telekinesis. She really does. <laughs> um, next is Secrets and Lies. Um, the Aeronox exper- expert, which... Is this just a blooper? Yeah, it's just a blooper. I didn't watch this. It's just a blooper. Um, it's literally just, like, Snake bouncing into the frame weirdly and mispronouncing Aeronox ex- expert. It's nothing. <laughs> yeah. Um, next is The Gay Plan. God damn it. <laughs> Fuck this. Um, JT says that he has a plan and he's going to suggest coming out to Liberty 
Um, and the re his reasoning behind why he's gonna come out to Liberty is because Ashley's dad ruined his marriage because he came out. And Toby is just like, I don't think that's quite what you want to do. <laughs> I feel like these circumstances are different. Related. If you are gay, does this mean that I have to be your boyfriend for this experiment? <laughs> Trying to look out for himself. Because honestly, there's like... Toby could do better than JT. <laughs> I mean, absolutely. Eh. Uh, I've started and then I realized what I was saying. <laughs> yeah, let's not get crazy here. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Season no. one, Toby's still also pretty garbage. Yes, 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 yes. Um, the next one is my favorite <laughs> title, which might become my display name on Twitter, which is Does dot 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 gay too? Does this mean I'm going to be gay too? Wait, is that what it says on yours? That's the full thing. Okay, because on the DVD itself, there's ellipses. So I think it's to cover up because these are very long deleted. <laughs> I'm sorry, does dot 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 gay too? Is the best fucking thing I have ever heard. <laughs> What's that like? That fate article rumor comes out. Does Bruno Mars is gay? No, like that's that's the same thing. It's the same vibe. <laughs> Um, but it's basically, um, Ashley's dad checking in to see if Ashley hates him or not, um, and Ashley being very worried and being like, will this make me gay? And, and her dad's like, you do realize that your grandparents are straight, right? And you realize your mother is straight, yes? Like, my issue with this, I thought about this when Jazz and I saw it, and at first I didn't like it because I thought the thought of a kid jumping to that conclusion, though I understand what they're trying to do with the with the scene, is a bit weird. I feel like I would have liked it and would have encouraged it to stay in the series if it was Ashley going, like, will everyone think I'm gay now? Because mm. I think that's more what ends up happening. It's not so much... I, I think I'm sure there's a couple kids that have asked that about themselves. But I do think that it is way more of, uh, at least especially during that era, it was way more common for the kid to, to just have everybody assume that they're gay and that yeah. really frustrating. Yeah. Um, I would have liked another deleted scene where he's just like, look, the correct way to deal with this is not pouring chocolate milk on people. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's pretend. Um, next one is coming of age, um, and it's Jimmy takes the love quiz is the first one. Um, and this one is interesting, because it's Paige just, like, asking Ashley if she's, like, sexually attracted to Jimmy. <laughs> like, Paige is just fucking going for it. It's in the Cosmo. Yeah, right? Um, and Ashley's just like, this is gross. And Spinner's like, I like gross stuff. And they're like, not this type of gross. <laughs> Please leave. Um, and Jimmy joins in and tries to answer the quiz in the magazine, which I believe was like, you know, if your boyfriend is too clingy or something like that, originally. Does, she let, does he like hanging out with you or his bros? Yeah, like that type of stuff. And like the question was like, you know, does he like to spend time with you, his family, like his parents, um, his dog, or like his bros? And like Jimmy is like really sad about this because he's just like, well, I don't. My parents are always gone, and I don't have a dog, so you. Yeah. This. Oh yeah. This was the episode where she's just like, he's hanging at my house all the time. Yeah. I actually wouldn't have minded this being in the episode. I, I'd like to think this is where over the pizza he decides to invent the um, 
the Brooks uh, Fear Factory Warehouse. <laughs> um, the next one is the greatest piece of cinema I have ever seen, which is Who is Yum and Who is Yuck? Where was the camera in this one? Like, just, like, right up in there. So, so for people who have not seen this scene... It is a feat of cinema. It is truly a masterpiece because it is literally Terry, Ashley, and Paige. And I don't know if they're playing their characters or just being kids, but they are flipping through like a tiger beat and playing yuck and yum, pointing at boys and affirming if they are yuck or if they are yum. So this whole entire clip, if you are to watch it, is legitimately just like a minute and a half of teenage girls going yucky, like the fucking like It's amazing. It would fit into like Vine culture now. It would honestly, like I feel like it would fit in. It would be a great TikTok. So, if anybody has a TikTok on here and you were interested in using some audio from something, I strongly recommend this deleted scene. But um, I was trying my best to um, keep notes of this, but it's a surreal nightmare. So, like, we tried watching it twice. Um, But here's some of the highlights that I was able to pull from it. Um, They established that Aaron Carter is too young. Which, fine. Um... They were ups- really into Justin Timberlake until one of them was like, actually, yuck. <laughs> Which is really funny because they're like, yum, 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 yuck. <laughs> and then somebody's just like, oh, they fi- somebody finally said it. Yeah. Um, they're very into Nelly. They're really into Cisco. Yes, they're also really into Cisco. And I think Terry maybe is the one that's like, I really like his hair. And like does like runs her finger over his hair in the photo, which is really funny to see like these like hands, these children's hands just like all over this magazine. Um, they really go hard against JC Chazé. Illegal. Like really mean. Which, like, I feel like that might have been my opinion, but I was into Lance growing up, which probably was, like, a self-fulfilling prophecy. All of the gays were into Lance. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a... We knew. We did. We did. We didn't We didn't have words for it, but we did. Um, I, I want to do, like, our own Yuckerium, but it's over Pokemon. That would be really good. Honestly, that would be an excellent, like, bonus content thing that we may want to do. Of just like the us and and whoever is around, just like going yuck 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 yum 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 yum, yum. <laughs> me at Garboder yum 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 yum. It's uh, goddamn Lucario. Uh, <laughs> there's too many Lucario fuckers in our midst. I don't want to play this anymore. <laughs> well, we'll find something else. Yeah, maybe. No, it's probably just gonna be that. Um, anyway, there's no love for Kevin for Backstreet Boys. They are all very against him. It's His very facial sad. hair. They didn't like it. No, they're not in facial hair, which is like very real for that age group. Yeah. Um, Lil Romeo is way too young, which Agreed. was probably true. Way too little. <laughs> way too little. Um, as as we said before, they're really into Cisco. Um, they really like Tyrese. I mean, yeah. Yeah, right? Like, yeah. Valid. Like, this is fine. I, I, like, I mean, I like him from all the um, all the Fast and Furious movies, because he's the main one being like, why the fuck are we keep doing this? <laughs> <laughs> like, 
<laughs> which I feel very I connect with. I'd be like, why do I keep having to jump these really nice cars over things? Why can't I just drive the car from point A to point B? Yeah, like I didn't disagree with a lot of their takes. So like there wasn't anything except for like one or two dissension. Um, or one or two that you could tell were just, like, they're too young to fully appreciate certain <laughs> people yet. Um, it was kind of like, okay, okay. But, you, like, it... <laughs> you kids don't understand new kids on the block. Right, right. Can't appreciate Kevin's facial hair. Fuck you, <laughs> children. <laughs> they just open to the back, and there's just, like, a, like a darkened profile of... It just says, like, waiting to unlock Jake Epstein. <laughs> right. Um, it was very... <laughs> It was one of those moments, much like the deleted scene from Mother and Child Reunion, where, like, you couldn't tell how much of it was acting and how much of it was just, like, whatever. Like, it was fun. It was really fun, and it's a surrealist nightmare. I really recommend watching it. I feel like you could show this to Susie and she'd be super into it. Yes, it's really good. I wish that there were more things like it. Um, The next one is not telling dot 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 meaner. Which is definitely not what it's actually called, but I love these ellipses on the DVD itself. Um, no, it, the full title is Not Telling is Meaner. Okay. Um, I really couldn't tell. Um, just looking, I was so confused. Ashley doesn't want to jump dump Jimmy on his birthday, um, and she's just kind of, like, talking about that. Um, and then Jimmy is like, hey, you don't have to come. Um, and it's just, like, a really weird shot. They, like, kind of reshoot it in the clip that we saw, and, um, the delivery is a little, um, little similar, different, um, and Terry is in the, like, afterwards, it's just, like, like, mouthing to Ashley about, like, the situation and everything. It's kind of, a not much. And I feel like it has similar things to what was already in the episode, so it's really not a needed scene. Yeah. Um, next is Rumors and Reputations. I hate this episode. I hate this episode. I hate this scene. Yep. So, it's it's not what Liberty thinks. Um, and Armstrong... It's not what Emma thinks. Oh, it's not what Emma thinks. Sorry, I transcribed wrong. Um, Armstrong is doing math on the board, and the camera's only really focused on him. So, unfortunately, Liberty is speaking... Um, but you can't really hear her very well. But basically, it's Liberty having a meltdown relating to her learning disability and just being like, I don't get it. Like, I'm stupid. I don't fucking get it. Which breaks my heart. Um, she legitimately calls herself stupid, which makes me really upset. Because yeah. it's always really, really rough to hear when a kid thinks that about themselves, especially when it's uh, relating to a learning disability. Um, and Armstrong is just, like, reiterating that, like, she's smart. Um, but... The way that he does it is, like, he keeps, he grabs her shoulder on, like, three separate times. No. And it looks like the actor is uncomfortable doing it, too. Like, he doesn't look like he's doing it in a way that's, like, I'm trying to support you. He's kind of like, and just kind of, like, hitting her shoulder, basically. It's very uncomfortable. I don't like it. I didn't like it in the episode itself. I feel like the episode fails to point out how wrong this is. And it's almost like seeing these scenes, like, without... Emma watching directly makes it worse. Yeah. Because um, the next scene is what the note is really about, which is actually, like, Armstrong showing Sean some basketball stuff, and then him approaching Liberty with a brochure about um, this graph, Um and he touches her shoulder when he gives it to her, 
Um, and once again, it's what Emma sees, but Emma doesn't have the volume. But honestly, even with the context, it's like, why are you touching a child? Go away. Leave Liberty alone. It's not necessary. <laughs> right. Um, the next one I have written down is Sean, dot, 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 Emma out. Um, Sean practices asking Emma out. Okay. Disappointed. There's so much funnier with this. Um, <laughs> I feel like this is actually is this this is a different episode, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. This, this is, is Friday uh, night. Fr- uh, best episode of season one. I love Friday night. Um, so Sean is like rehearsing asking Emma out, and like the first time he does it, he's like, "Yeah, go to the movie theater, be there," and he's like, <laughs> he's just like, "Be there." fuck like it's so this is where like the the curse would have been really good because sean going like be there like what fuck am i saying be there would have been really satisfying um this reminds me a lot of zuko from the avatar last airbender trying to ask like practice asking team avatar to join up you know sean would have really benefited from like zuko-esque arc oh my god yes I mean, like, you're, I don't think you're ever going to find a better character no. arc than Zuko. No, but I think that... I'm know. talking all of TV, fight me. <laughs> no, it's just, it's a hard, it's a hard one. I feel like he would benefit from kind of going in a similar path. Uh, Discalculia is what Liberty Discalculia. Had. I wanted to look it up. Um, but Sean then tries to deliver it in a way that's way more friendly and he feels a lot better about it and as he walks out of the bathroom jt comes out of the stall smirking Uh, whatever i i feel like we should discuss the next three all together yes because they're all the same tone all the same everything yeah so these are all kind of like going back to like emma trying to make sense of if sean was serious about asking her out and Two of the scenes feature Toby trying to sabotage it. So the first one is Toby's rejection, and Emma's kind of staring. And Toby asks if um, they have fun, and Emma is like, Hey, you know, Toby, uh, can you tell me if Sean asked me out? Um, And Toby is trying to sabotage it by saying, like, no, like, Sean's just trying to have a conversation. I don't think that was really anything committing to a plan. Um, and Toby's just like, but, you know, we could hang out. Ugh. Ew. Ew, ew, ew. Oh, you said no? Well, I'm gonna go complain about you on the friend zone forum. Right. (laughs) Um, the next is the direct approach, where Emma is still like, hey, I don't have any information, and Paige is just like, why don't you use the direct approach? Fucking talking to them. (laughs) You're smart, right? Why the hell can't you do this? I, I prefer what they did in the scene instead where she was, like, basically translating how boys communicate in middle school. Um, I, I thought, thought that was a little fun. I thought you meant when Emma was just whipping kickballs at Sean. That was, that was great. Yes. Oh, my God. That whole episode's so good. Like, the mis- it's good miscommunication. It's yeah. like, I, I, I usually hate miscommunication as a plot device, but I felt like this one actually worked and it complemented the age group. Um, the next one is if your plans fall through, which is Toby suggesting, like, hey, we can go bowling, we can get a DVD, we can go get, get pizza, um, and Emma's like, hey, you know, my date was confirmed, and Toby is just, like, super miffed about it. So then he heads to the forum under his screen name, Mr. Nice Guy 2525. Ooh. Um. 
Next up is the one deleted scene from Wannabe. Yep, it's called When I'm Rich. Um, and this one's kind of cute. Um, it's basically JT, Toby, and Liberty um, and Spinner entering talking about the can for the Pringles contest that they were participating in. And then they talk about what they would do with the money. And Liberty is so cute. Because she's just like, oh, like I'll get a new computer or and I'll get a maid for my mom. That is adorable. It's adorable. JT's like, I'm going to get an arcade. Spinner says, a private island and married to Jennifer Lopez. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Jennifer Lopez has been looking for a underage boy <laughs> to date. With a private island, no less. <laughs> Wowie wow. Um, and then Toby's like, uh, I guess I'll just like, get a can of pop and drink it on my yacht. Oh, boy. <laughs> These I, children. I was kind of endeared by this. No, I mean, I, I love it. I think it's, I just can't get over, like, Spinner's like, yeah, I'm going to, like, get married to Jennifer Lopez. Yeah, that part was wild. <laughs> I feel like... I feel like he'd just be like, I have, like, I don't... What was the prize money? Like, a million dollars? It was something like that. I don't remember the exact amount. Like, I feel like he would tell, like, his cut of it would... He'd just be like... Hey, Jennifer Lopez, like, I have this much money. And she just, like, laugh at him. Right. <laughs> and just be like, hey, do you know how much I have? Because guess what? I bought your island and five others. <laughs> it's really funny. Um, yeah, it's a million dollars. So split up between the, two, the four of them, that's 250 grand. Yeah. That's a lot. Um, next is Under Pressure. Um, and the first one is called So When's the Wedding? Um, and Manny's just like, mm, are you gonna marry Sean? And Emma's just like, no, um, but we're boyfriend, girlfriend, and Manny hugs her, and Sean is, like, walking past in the background. It's just, like, cute season one Emma, Manny type shenanigans. Yeah. Man, things are so dark and heavy now at this point, <laughs> where we're at in season four, but, like, back then it was like, oh, these are really cute. Um, the next one is the Jimmy and Sean fight, which might have technically been a blooper. I don't know if you watched it. Yeah, I ended up watching it. Um, it's basically, like, them play, like, doing the fighting during the, uh, big fight that they have between the two of them, and they kind of laugh. And I liked it because, um, Drake says, like, hey, like, before we do the next shot, maybe we should, like, run around the block a couple times. (laughs) And I thought that was kind of endearing. I just I just love like little shots where it's like no we were having fun yeah exactly like I, I I enjoy those types of things um the next one is jagged little pill jagged little pill has a lot of deleted scenes yeah um so let's try and breeze through them as best as we can um I love while we're away um I really like it because it's Ashley's mom and her going through contact information and making sure that Ashley's prepared to, for them to be away for the weekend. Um, and Toby's, Toby and his dad walk in and grab stuff kind of awkwardly, and once they leave, Ashley's mom changes gears and is like, oh, like, you know, what's the guest situation? Ashley's like, oh, Terry is coming over. And Ashley's mom is kind of surprised that Jimmy isn't. Um, and, like, she's just kind of like, well, I mean, you're gonna be in a house without adults in it, like, and you're not bringing your boyfriend over? Like, I don't know. (laughs) Mama Kerwin has... 
Mama Kroon was a bad kid. This is why she doesn't give a shit about Ashley getting into shenanigans. Well, that was, like, there's actually a part in the movie, um, Booksmart. Yeah. Where Jessica Williams, um, uh, Jessica Williams, uh, is just like, you got, you, I'm so glad you girls are going out because, like, I didn't go out when I was in high school, then in college I went insane and I, I'm banned from all Jamba Juices now. Oh my god. <laughs> like, that came down from corporate. I'm banned from all Jamba Juice. <laughs> oh my god. Um, so I'm, I'm wondering if it's a toss up between the two, but I'm gonna, I, I, I agree with you, bad kid. Yes, she was a bad kid. Bad way. kid, but like, I got myself uh, enough scrapes. I think, I think you need to learn to hustle like I hustled. Yes, exactly. Um, but I thought it was really sweet. I would have liked to see it in the episode. Next is tonight is supposed to be my night, and it's Toby being like, hey girls, you can't come. And Manny's like, oh, well, well, whatever will we do? And JT is devastated because he specifically says that, like, he wants to, he's like, when am I ever going to kiss a girl? I'm going to die a virgin. Oh, we can only hope. (laughs) Oh. Ouch. Ouch, ouch, ouch. You don't need more JT in the world. No. <laughs> um, next is, who's your type? Um, and it's JT asking Toby who is coming, and Toby brings up Terry. Um, and this one went better than I would hope, because Toby is like, hey, like, you know, maybe you could check out Terry. And JT turns down Terry, eyeing Paige, but... Talking more about how Paige is a cheerleader and not putting Terry's body down in any way, which I was ready for. I was like, yeah, I was like, oh my god, he's gonna say something fat phobic, and then he didn't, and I was surprised. Um, and then JT asks Toby why he doesn't go for Terry, um, and JT once again I bristled, and um, JT goes, oh right, Emma. Uh, yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. I actually did like this scene because it's much more like a blooper than anything. Yeah. Because it's just like they're looking through the naughty planning cards and JT's just like, ooh, oh. (laughs) That one, I love this one. The naughty card scene is really funny. It is like he basically has like not safe for work face cards um, and he keeps like flashing them at the camera and he's just like, ooh. 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 And then, like, at the end, he's like, kind of looks like your mom. <laughs> Such an early aunt's team. It was really good. I can't lie. It was adorable. I, I really digged it. Um, the next one is JT feeling the love with Liberty. Now, as we know, JT thinks he took ecstasy this night. Um, and Liberty is, like, trying to explain to the big kids the connection to dolphins and dogs in terms of DA. <laughs> and as they are beginning to disengage... She brings up that humans and dolphins are also incredibly connected. Um, no, it was like humans and lemurs. Lemurs. It was lemurs. Which she pronounces as like... Lemurs. Which I found incredibly charming. Um, JT enters um, and is like... Man, liberate. I couldn't quite hear this part because JT was off camera and the mic system, you couldn't really pick up what he was saying. But it was saying something along the lines of, like, you know, how she's an original and things like that. And then when he goes on to the scene, he says he's feeling the love and, like, kisses her cheek. And she kisses his cheek back, but, man, that looked more like a corner-of-the-mouth kiss, honestly. I don't know how much of the cheek that was. Yeah. But she fucking goes for it. 
Um, and then, like, afterwards, they're kind of, like, awkwardly fiddling with, like, a cooking timer and it goes off. Which, I feel like if this scene was orchestrated a little cleaner, I think it would have been really good. Yeah. Um, if JT wasn't standing in the land of, we'll fix it in post. Yeah, yeah. It, it was definitely a scene that would have needed to be redone a little cleaner, but like I said before, like I thought it was kind of cute. Yeah. I also love that Liberty just fucking goes for like a little little closer of a kiss. It's good. Was it, who, yeah, as many said in, in an episode, like, Liberty goes for what she wants. It's true. Yeah, good for her. Yep. Um, Next is JT and Liberty. Three question marks. Uh, JT and Liberty are like swinging around dancing and JT tells Toby, you'll never guess what happens. And Toby's like, ew. And then JT and Liberty smoo. Shut up, Toby. Right. (laughs) That's the scene. Yeah. It's cute. It is cute. Honestly, like I wish that this was what it was because I feel like I would have been way more endeared by a lot of the stuff that happened in the episode if that's what if those scenes were included. Yeah. But yeah, so those are the deleted scenes. Not many of them are worth writing home about. I think season two is going to be better. I agree, because it seems like with season two deleted scenes, it seems like, and this is probably also because first season, they don't entirely know what they're doing. Second season, um, and it sounds like in the future seasons, a lot of the deleted scenes are deleted by virtue of like time, not necessarily because of the value of them. These feel like they were disposable because like, there legitimately was no need for them or like there it would have made parts of the episode redundant um the next seasons i know for a fact are some deleted scenes that don't quite complete the story in to a certain extent so i think that it would be i'm i look forward to seeing the other deleted scenes yeah but it was nice to see the kids as kids again yeah but yeah so, not entirely needed, but fun to check out. Yeah. Um, hmm? uh, the, I'm going to cut this, but I figure next week we can watch the auditions tonight. Okay. Then do them next week. Okay. All right. Um, so, we are going to start wrapping up now. Um, we made the announcement on social media. We'll make the announcement on this episode again. We're taking a brief hiatus from season four. Basically, I'm dealing with personal issues. I don't have the emotional capacity right now to run the guest lists that we do and the, um, you know, the social media demands and things like that. So, like, we're going to be taking it easy. We're going to be doing another mini episode next week. Um, next week, we're going to be taking a look. <laughs> Sorry. Next week, we're going to be looking at season one auditions, which Franks have seen in the past and had some pretty interesting information relating to them. So I look forward to watching them and getting some more information from, from them and picking apart what some of the earlier intentions of these characters were. Um, but if you do not mind a slight delay potentially in contacting us, you are always welcome to email us at ihopepod at gmail.com. Um, especially if you're interested in appearing on season four at any point, um, because we are taking a slight break, meaning that we can kind of take a little more time to regroup and potentially like, you know, if you are interested in an episode and you felt like you might've ran out of time in asking, now this is us telling you that you definitely have some more time. Um, 
we don't have a exact date of when we're going to be coming back with season four episodes, but obviously we will keep you updated. And thank you for your patience, and we hope you you enjoy these mini episodes as a little treat and a show of respect to you guys for taking the time to listen to us. If you have any other questions, comments, or concerns, feel free to email us at ihopepod at gmail.com. You can also follow us on social media. We have a Facebook group called I Hope I Can Make It Through Podcast, as well as our Twitter account at ihopepod. Um, you can, as always, leave a rating once we hit 20 ratings and reviews. We are going to be going back into the Degrassi archives to do extra bonus content relating to Degrassi Junior High and Degrassi High. Um, you can also always donate to our coffee account, um, where all of the money that we make through coffee, um, goes toward tech upgrades, it goes toward, um, it goes toward um, paying our guests and all that type of stuff. So we really appreciate your helping us out in either of those ways. Um, but yeah, thank you again for your patience with everything. And we hope you enjoy these episodes. Um, but other than that, you can contact me on Twitter individually at DM is Unbreakable. Uh, I don't have a Twitter, but I have another podcast called Teen Girl Talk. Uh, it's my sister and I going over regular as teen media. Um, when this episode comes out, we'll have just covered Teen Spirit, starring Elle Fanning. It's a lovely little movie with a awesome surrogate dad named Lad. Good. Sounds good. Yeah, no, he's a very good dad. At, at, at one point, he pushes a asshole with one hand, like, ten feet. It's awesome. Nice. Um... Other than that, we're going to keep making it through, and hopefully you're going to be there with us. Um, see you next week with Audition Thoughts. Later. Bye. She sees a man in bags, slowly approaching.